had the chance to sit down with a recording artist based out of Anaheim, California. Uh, we sat down at a coffee house just outside and very close to a street, so I do apologize for any of the background noise you hear from the traffic. But it was a great opportunity just to get to know more and to hear about all the stuff that is in the head of a recording artist and all the the, the things that you know we see in the forefront and all the things that um, are going on in the background. And I think for any person that is in any creative uh, place, like you know, if you're doing graphic design, if you're making music, if you're on a worship team, if you're taking doing photography, taking pictures at church or videography, I think this is a, a podcast that you can easily relate to because I think there's a lot of things that go on in the creative process that a lot of people see the end result, but not a lot of people hear about you know what it took or the hours put in and all that. So I think this is a great podcast for anybody in the creative parts. And then also, too, for anybody wanting to know how to work with creatives or if you just are trying to yourself establish um, some guidelines and parameters in moving forward in whatever discipline you're trying to focus on. But I hope you enjoy this one. It's Gabriel Manchaka. I'm here on the Carry Us Through podcast, and I have a guest today who just recently released a single. Yeah. So you can go ahead and tell us who you are, man. My name is David Tafoya. I am a songwriter, singer-songwriter from Anaheim, California. So I uh, love to write music. Yeah, and the name of your single is what? It is called You Are Close. And right now, it's on all the platforms. It's right? on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon Music. Uh, if you want to Shazam it and even test it out, <laughs> you can. Um, it's on all platforms. Cool. All right, so I wanted to have you on because I wanted to talk about a few different things. One, being... Latino. <laughs> do, you, do you guys speak Spanish in your house? You know what's funny? Uh, the only times we ever did is when my parents would leave us at my grandma's or okay. anything like that. So I was forced. I was forced to like, you know, I was like, hola, como estas? You know, and, the, and, and I was like, what? What do you, what do you say? <laughs> what do you, I was like, what do you say? And so Not I was, well. I, yeah, I was like, I was forced to like kind of learn how to speak Spanish. And then I also like grew up on my dad's nursery. Okay. So most of the workers are all Latinos. They're all like, okay. you know, so yeah, like yeah. they're talking to me. I'm like, oh, see, 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 see. And then <laughs> like this kid probably doesn't know what he's saying. So, but I had to like pick it up. So like I would literally ask the workers, I would ask like my grandma and grandma, what does this mean? Or what is this? You know, and then they would legit like teach me how, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And the, the irony is that like, I remember I took Spanish class in high school. Uh -huh. And I legit, I failed. I <laughs> the, first, the first week, I was like, oh, I was like, I got this. I know this, this, and that. And then literally, I ended up failing the class. So a Latino that failed Spanish. Yeah, that's a, that's yes. probably a first. <laughs> no, man. I think I think it's kind of it's actually pretty common that a lot of people right now, you know, they grew up, you know, we're Hispanic or Latinos, and and we grew up in these households that you know I didn't speak Spanish in my like with my parents. Oh, dang, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I didn't even learn much Spanish until I was a little bit older. I would even say right now, I speak probably more Estonian than Spanish. Wow. So you wouldn't be the first one to fail Spanish. <laughs> but um, but I think it's, the, the thing that I think is cool is that um, I think coming from like a background like that, there's, there's some things that are cultural that kind of, they almost like limit some of the things in the creative arts. Yes. There's a lot of the, um, you know, for example, there's more the masculinity of like, you know, hey, <laughs> you better you become a construction worker or yeah. something, you know, like, yeah. and you can't play a guitar unless you're like mariachi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I remember like for like when I first, my first job was literally like watering the trees at my dad's nursery. That was like one of my first jobs. And then my dad, you know, he wanted me to kind of 
go that route, you know? And so I remember like working and I remember like once I, my Spanish picked up, I remember the workers always told me like, oh, you're gonna be this, like, you, you know, you're gonna be better than me at, you know, digging holes. You're gonna be better at me at like watering the trees and yeah. this is, you know, teaching them like, and I'm in the, in the back of the line, I'm like, no, I really don't want to do this, yeah. <laughs> you know? And yeah. like, and that was like kind of like, I guess I kind of frowned upon it. It was like, yeah. like no, this is this is what you're going to do. But I'm like, no, like I actually like, I like to sing. I like to write music. I actually, you know, like, and it's funny because I actually, I actually like, I got the, you know, it's funny. I'm thankful for my dad's nursery because I actually got the first melody and the first like lyrics to my first song there. You know what I mean? So so I'm like, it's so weird because I remember like watering the trees one time. And I got like this melody, like this, 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 like this wow, melody. Awesome. Yeah, the melody lyrics. And then I remember I go, "Wait, did I just write a song?" And so I remember I pulled out my phone. I had like a BlackBerry at the time. I pulled out my phone. I was yeah. like trying to write it down. Yeah. And, then the, <laughs> and the hose is like like watering everyone. So I'm like, "Oh shoot!" So I'm like writing everything down. I'm like, "Oh my god, okay, this, this, that, that, boom, boom." So I remember I get home that day, right? I get home, I have it on my phone. So I'm like on my computer, right? I'm trying to write out lyrics. And I, literally within like 35, 40 minutes, I wrote out a song. I typed it all out, and I remember clearly. I wrote on the bottom, you know, because I was super proud. I was like, I was like, "Words and music by David Tafoya." Yeah. Right? And I wrote on the bottom. And I, remember, <laughs> I remember clearly. I, I, yeah, yeah. I remember clearly. I had everything written down, the chords, everything. And I remember I took it to my parents. Right? I go, I show, I showed my dad, and uh, I love my dad, but I showed it to him. And he goes. You didn't really write that, did you? And I'm like, wow. <laughs> I was like, wow. So I was like, I was like in my head, I'm like, I was like, yeah, I did. And he goes, he goes, uh, okay, that's cool. And then I, I showed my mom. My mom's like, oh, really? That's 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 really cool. You know, not super. I'm like, and I remember going to her room, I'm like, dang, that sucked. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, no, Nobody cares. I was like, no one cares. No one cares. So, um, uh, so yeah, that was basically like the first story of how I like, I like wrote my first song. And I remember like the process of like sitting in my room and like and I think uh, so there's an artist I really like he, um, his name's John Mark McMillan I've heard of him and, yeah. and so he he said like he's like when songwriting is either like sometimes you're at the he says a quote he's like songwriting sometimes is it's like you're at the, you're playing at a park you're having fun or it's like if you're in a boxing ring and you're just like getting knocked out or it's just like a just this fight you know yeah. so it's either one or two ways so I feel like that's just not with just songwriting, but it's almost like when you're creating things, yeah. there's always going to be that Russell where things just come to you like naturally. You're like, yeah. oh, boom, boom, perfect. And then time, you're literally sitting on your laptop for like an hour and get nothing done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or you write a whole song and then just trash it. Exactly. Like, no. Yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah. and that's the funny story to like this song, the, the, the first song I ever released, You Are Close, is I had already pre-planned in my head that like, this was going to be the fourth or fifth song that I, I put to the side. Oh, I was wow. like, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I'm going to, uh, there was a song called Draw Near. It was the first song I ever wrote. There was a second song I had. It was Through You. And I was like, okay, this is the order. This is what I'm going with. And uh, I remember clearly uh, I had, You Are Close was just in the back of, literally it was just whatever. I was like, I'll get to it when I get to it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes you got to go with your gut on things. Like I, I, I was like, you know, I was like, all right, I'm going to send them this. I'm going to send them that. And uh, it just, I don't know, it just didn't feel right. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I remember, I was like, what about You Were Close? And then this was, uh, I wrote this song back in, I think it was 2014. And I just felt like, I just felt in my gut, like, you know what? Like, I feel like this is a perfect opportunity with the pandemic, with everything going on, with people losing jobs. I felt like this was kind of like the perfect moment to bring 
to bring some sort of hope. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, to bring definitely. some sort of hope. And so I was like, you know what? Like, let's try it. And I remember I sent it to uh, the producer guy I was working with, and like everything just kind of, boom, 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 just just fell into place. Yeah, let's let's back up a little bit because I, I think like um, one of the things to share is, you said you wrote some songs before. Yeah. And you never release those. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the big things is that number one for all singer songwriters, it's it's a challenge to put your material out there. Oh yeah. Because I think totally. for anybody in the arts, like you know, if you're a graphic designer. You put something out and yeah, somebody's like, course. "Oh, that sucks. that sucks!" Or like, <laughs> you're like, you're heartbroken because you're like eight hours in, you know? Like, yeah. But, but I think there's a there is a fear of like putting stuff out and that rejection. Yeah. But there's also some like an amazing emotion or like overwhelming feeling when it's actually like received and people are like, "Oh, this is good." Yeah. You know? Like, so like you had some other songs that you wrote, and with those, was it just you just didn't feel they were ready or what, what happened in that because like I think I think we had talked before you mentioned that yeah there was a little bit of like some discouragement or like just just to share with other people yeah who might feel like that right now <laughs> yeah, yeah so I, it's 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 funny because like the songs I was going to release they're already like lyrically chords everything is boom if I wanted to take it to go get it recorded I get it done like that you okay. know um, I just felt like the timing wasn't right you know I was okay. I just felt like with everything going on with the loss of jobs, um, the loss of, you know, the depression rate going up during the pandemic, everyone's just at home and kind of, it just felt like, it's kind of weird, it kind of felt like the whole world was on pause, yeah. you know, because yeah. I remember, I remember clearly, um, I had like, you know, just, I just like prayed and I was like, all right, these are the goals like I wrote down, like starting the year, like uh, 2020, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that. And it was like, once the pandemic hit, it was like, everything just stopped nothing nothing nothing, <laughs> yeah. nothing so i was i'm like i was a bit like i was a bit broken i was like wow dude like that's that stinks that's yeah and i think though a lot of you're right a lot of people were going through that there was even a, a sermons i saw from pastors like you know year 2020 clarity 2020. perfect vision yeah and it was like we know exactly what's going to happen in 2020 and it was like no <laughs> no we did not see them. i don't think anyone's seen this coming and so i you know i was like i was a bit like I was upset because I was like, man, God, like I had like this vision, these 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 dreams of what I wanted to do, and uh, I remember clearly there's this uh, pastor I really love listening to, uh, Pastor Irwin McManus. He said, uh, always remember that like nothing's wasted. Like he yeah. was talking about how he had a bunch of vintage clothing and stuff, but he wanted to remake it to something like really beautiful to create something beautiful. And I go, you know what? Like I'm not using this as an excuse. So I literally was like, all right, I'm gonna like. I'm going to record my music. Boom. And everything just kind of just fell into place. And you said you got it done in a week? Yeah, I got it done in a week. We're talking like contacting a producer, Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, it was just so crazy how it worked out because I actually reached out to an old friend and he told me, he's like, you know what, dude? Like, I'm going to be honest. I'm like really busy doing full work ministry, but I know someone who who I can introduce you to. And so we like, we hit it off right at the bat. I called him within that, that week. And he goes, yeah, dude, let's do that. I sent him over the song. We we're texting back and forth, texting ideas. This isn't that. And he's like, all right, hey, come this week and let's let's just go for it. Let's record. And we got there, and literally we got the writing done within an hour, and then we kind of laid out the foundation of the track for like another hour or two, and then I was like, okay, this is good. Like this is cool, you know. And then he's yeah. like, all right. So everything was just like, kind of like flowing into place. So I was like, okay, like. I'm going for it. I'm just gonna go for it. You know, the timing for you are close was uh, uh, was was right. You know, if there's something that I have 
like kind of put away or something like that. Sometimes there's a, a moment of either frustration or like it kind of accelerates me to get it done. Like where I just feel like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Was there anything like that that happened? Or? Yeah, I think I think I was. I, I was at a point in my life where I was, you know, I just turned 31 and I was like, I literally had to ask myself, like, am I like, am I happy with what I'm doing in my life? You know, mm, and like, yeah. and uh, I've had, you know, I've always wanted to record my music, but I've always, I've always made excuses of okay. just like, I don't have time. I have work. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I don't have the money. And when the whole pandemic hit, it was almost like God kind of like was like, okay, well, what's your excuse now? You know? Yeah. And so, and I literally had none. So I, I literally had no excuse. And uh, just that, that I didn't want to live a life anymore of like, what if, you know what I mean? And I yeah. feel like a lot of people um, that kind of go through, they're just going through the motions of life. And, yeah, I, and, yeah. You know, and I was, I did that for like the longest time. And I just made it an appointment where like, I don't want to do that anymore. Like, I don't want to live a life of what if, you know what I mean? I want to live a life of like, hey, at least I, at least I like risked it. Like, yeah. I think life's all about risk, you know, cause you do things that like, you, you, don't know the, you don't know the results. You don't know how people are going to react to it. You don't know how people are going to respond to it. But like, you, but at least you can say you can never go back and look and say like, hey, I, I did it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, you know, and so, you know, and that's just my encouragement to anyone. It's, it doesn't even have to be like songwriting or anything like that. It's just whatever you feel, uh, these desires, because at the end of the day, you can work at a job and you're just like, it's just a job, you know, yeah, but like, yeah. It, yeah, and we've all been there. We've all been there. But like when you're doing something you love, it's not really a job anymore. You know, and I remember songwriting. I remember paying for the recording studio. I go, I love this. I can do this like all day if I really wanted to. I, I can, you know, and so that's just my encouragement to anyone who kind of just like, you know, who's, who's too scared to like jump off and take the risk like yeah. take the risk it is a risk it is a risk but it's know? worth it yeah it's, it's totally worth it you know so like and they could get rejected oh totally <laughs> totally and i remember i was uh, during this whole process i was so frustrated because you know obviously i'm not with a label or anything like that so i right. had to learn i had to learn everything from scratch and how to submit the songs and how it works you got to submit it you know at least three to four weeks in advance so all the stores can get it and then if you want to change anything that takes another two three weeks and so i remember i was getting so frustrated you know Fun fact: I haven't. I actually haven't. I didn't tell anyone, but I remember clearly. I fixed the release time to release midnight. Uh, so at midnight, at all, at basically around the world. Okay. So if it was midnight in New York, it would come out nine o'clock our time, which most most music bands usually do in California. And like if it's if they're releasing it, if they're releasing it Friday, it'll come out Thursday night at nine o'clock. You know, I'm okay. like a music nerd, so I'm always like. Whenever new music comes out, I'm like, all right, nine o'clock, it's gonna come out. So I wanted to do that way. So I had like set it up that way, and then I, I was like, I'm not gonna lie, I was super scared. I didn't like really say anything to my family or anything because I was like, dude, I have a feeling. It's, I don't know why I have this feeling. It's not gonna release at nine o'clock at night. So when people get all excited, I'm not gonna like, I don't want to say anything, you know. So I'm very clear. I'm at my table. Uh, I think my older brother was playing a, a FIFA with my younger brother and my mom's at the table. I remember I'm eating, right? And so I'm looking at my phone, it's 8.58, and I'm like nervously eating. I'm like literally nervously <laughs> eating. I'm away. like two minutes away, and I'm like, okay, all right. So I'm just trying to play it off. And then I look, boom, nine o'clock hits. So I go, all right, I'm gonna check, I'm gonna check Spotify and see, see if it's on there. So I remember clicking, going on Spotify, and like my heart like dropped because I did see it, and I clicked, I go, oh my God, is it gonna work? And I listened to it, I go, 
it's on. It's it, it's like it's <laughs> such such a yeah. such a relief because it was almost like the whole like headaches, the whole like the anxiety, everything. It was almost just like a relief of like, okay, I did it. Like I finally did it. You yeah, know what and, I mean, and I think too, like the other part that happens is like you almost feel like it's surreal to yeah, see your own yeah. work. Yeah. In that that place that you look up other bands. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I was like, I remember I was te- a friend was texting me. Um, she was she lives in New Mexico and she was telling me like, like we grew up together, we're like childhood friends. And she told me she's like, dude, like, honestly, like, isn't isn't it kind of crazy? Like, you just like you see your name on Spotify or like yeah. album music. And I'm told I was like, you know what? Like, I had a moment. I was like, wow, that's like that's a tr- that's a trip. You yeah. know, for anyone who like who aspires to be like an artist or musician. At the end of the day, it feels cool. Like there's no way around it. It's just like, wow, that's cool. Yeah, you, yeah. That that that's like that's legit. Like it's all, okay to be proud of your work. Exactly. Yeah. So I feel like there's sometimes uh, we can. Uh, that's kind of like uh, not like frowned upon, but it's like, hey, like you worked hard. Like you you yeah. you know, it's okay to enjoy this. Now don't get satisfied. Now what's next? You know yeah. what I mean? Because I'm already thinking of the next things I'm already doing. Yeah, you know definitely. What I mean? Yeah. And so uh, I think that's just the one encouragement is like, it's okay to be proud of your work, but don't let that be the end game. Like, right. where do you, like, start working, start moving now, like, you know, because don't be content. You know what I mean? I think that's the one encouragement is that, like, I always tell people, it's like, yeah, like, it's okay to be proud of your work. I, I remember, like, actually my older brother, he's like, dude, like, it's okay. Like, like, dude, you're doing a good thing. Like, it's okay. But now, like, now you're going to be like, okay, well, what's next now? What are you working on now? So it's like, you're right like what i gotta start working on the next thing so like hopefully the end game is uh, i'll be uh, i haven't said anything but i'll be working on a music video in this past like in past next week or two okay and then uh, after that i hit the studio again yeah you know? and so and just it's gonna that's the goal is to hopefully release an ep or an album by the end of this year okay so that's the that's that's the that's the end game so who so, are some of your biggest inspirations like what artists you said you, you mentioned john mark millen <laughs> yeah but like i know that so, I know there's the genre of worship music that yeah, it's it's kind of a pet peeve of mine. I don't think it's a genre, <laughs> but I would say that we, you know, for the sake of conversation, there's a genre of worship, but there's also like music, just music. Yeah. So in both of those worlds, like you know, who are your inspirations? Um, so I would have to say, as a band, as an artist, one of the biggest inspirations for me is a uh, 1975. Um, so they it's funny so they actually just released an album maybe like last year and if you were to like if you were to name a genre of that album you don't there's no genre to the album so the song starts off with a, a crazy metal where it's just like you know um, songs called people and then it goes four or five songs later there's like a country vibe to it okay and then like yeah yeah so and then like three songs later there's an acoustic vibe to it like an eclectic kind of vibe exactly yeah so they were kind of like hey screw you we're gonna write what we want and we're gonna just break music barriers so i thought wow that's kind of cool i thought that was super interesting and super like like hey we don't we don't really care we're just here to write music yeah and so like and i think uh in the christian so i remember like i I was so that was the fun part because like the creative process of writing the song you are close i remember i was like I'm just gonna do acoustic vocals and uh, maybe some background vocals and maybe like a, a soft synth in the background, you know, like yeah. super. The and vibes. I, yeah, the vibes. <laughs> and I remember, yeah, the vibes. I remember the, the, the guy I was working with, his name's Aaron, uh, he's a great producer, and he told me, he goes, he goes, here's the thing, he goes, I'll be honest with you, yeah, we can do this, but 
um, is this you? Like, is this is this who is this who you are? Like, if it is, we'll go for it. But from what talking with you, from hanging out with you, from getting your interest, I it seems like it's not you. So I I just want to be honest with you. And to add, so I remember I left the studio that day. I go, I go. Do I want to make something that's me, or do I want to make something that 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 that's what the Christian genre is. Yeah, it fits the genre. It fits yeah, yeah. the genre, yeah. Or the demographic. Of exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I told myself, I remember I was like, I came with that mindset of this, this, and that. But I go, no, because at the end of the day, I remember uh, I was like, can someone listen to this song and think that's an imprint of David? Like that is yeah. that is the imprint of like how he thinks, how he writes, how he creates. Is that him? And and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I literally was like, okay, like screw it. Like we're going to like... I want to make something that I can be like kind of proud of, you know, yeah. because I, because to be honest, I remember the acoustic, it sounded cool, but I remember in the back of my mind, I was like, eh. I was like, I wasn't, you wanted not, some layers. Exactly. Too. I wanted yeah. some layers. So he was like, all right, dude, like, let's go for it. And so we added like synth, he added like these crazy sounds. Uh, he had these crazy effects of the vocals, um, you know, and he, we just like kind of went for it. And I remember I left the studio that day, like the next day I was out there, I was like, Okay, this is this is it. This is this is what I I love to to do is is to break barriers of creativity where like you kind of told like no, this isn't like the Christian genre or this isn't yeah. that. This isn't that. And again, there's nothing wrong with that uh, to each his own. But I like for me, it's like the creativity in me. I was like, I was like, no, I gotta like write. I gotta like do stuff that like resembles me. Resembles yeah. me. You know? Yeah, that creative expression that is unique to you. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah, I think that's that sells because it's like yeah. real. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So like when you listen to like, you know, one of my uh, one of my favorite designers, um, his name's Virgil, and like you see his designs, and it's like it's like you see someone walk by, and you're like, oh yeah, I already know that's Virgil. Like that's the way he that's the way he designs. That's the way he thinks. That's the way he, that's his creative process. Yeah. You see another shoe, you're like, oh yeah, that's Virgil. Like I can I can already tell. You yeah. know, and it's the same with like. You know, you know. I know Kanye can design some pretty cool stuff, and you see some. As much as some of the stuff I do not like, but you know, you see it like, oh, yeah, that's Kanye. Yeah, that's that's Kanye stuff. So like, for me, it's like that's like the goal is I want to be able to create things to know like, oh, hey, like that's something David created. You yeah, know what I mean, it's not like a. Uh, like a prideful thing or anything like that but it's just like that's just my reflection of how I think how I do things and I think too it is it is drawn out more the more you actually record and spend time in the studio exactly yeah yeah so because that was like it's funny because like that was like the first time I actually was like uh like we we did like a hardcore band a long time ago but I wasn't like really in the studio I was more like kind of in the background then I just went in just like recorded vocals like some in some dude's room uh, f- but this time it was cool because it was a cool experience working with other people and uh, let's talk about the hardcore band real fast <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of that group oh man that was a uh, snakeskin boots snakeskin Sna- boots snakeskin boots and then OC, we- OC metal <laughs> what are you with you guys <laughs> I, honestly I don't even know I would probably say metal Churchcore, churchcore, yeah. Church I would say metal, churchcore, <laughs> and church core. dude, that is <laughs> that's crazy because that was an era where like, man, that was like, it's so funny. Like, yeah, we were like preaching the Bible and stuff, but yet we were also like promoting people getting knocked out and people <laughs> people getting their teeth knocked out. But like, it's all cool as long as people are hearing about Christ. As long as you love Jesus, <laughs> it's like as long as you love Jesus, that's perfectly okay. Yeah. And so. Um, but yeah, that was that was actually fun. You know, that, that was, those are really fun times. Yeah, and that to was be some honest. time ago too, right? That was that was what? How, what year was that? 
oh my god that was probably that's had to at least be like 10 years ago if okay that. yeah that was a long time ago so you had some heavier stuff <laughs> but um but you had john mark mcmillan 1975 who else um honestly i would probably say another artist that might be someone like a uh man um Frank Ocean, uh, one of my good friends, uh, yeah, Frank, one of my good friends, Michael, his name's Michael Zeru, he produces a lot of songs for Frank Ocean, and it's, it's really interesting the way he does things, and, you know, and one of the, like, inspirations, because he'll send me things like, hey, like, what do you think about this, and, like, I don't like, I'll listen to him, like, dude, this is, like, awesome, I like to hear people's thoughts, you know, and so yeah. I listen to yeah. it, and I'm like, dude, this is great, like, you know, you should release it, and so, uh, um, but, like, I always love things that pop. For okay. example, like I love wearing like bright neon colors. Like, ah, okay. Yeah, so okay. something something like like it's not cool to like wear like a you know like a neon beanie. You know, like uh, it's not normal or it's not like not everyone's wearing like bright things that pop out that stand out. And for me, I've always been like I've always gravitated towards things like that. Okay. You know, like things that pop out, things that aren't just normal, like a just normal black jacket. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. I have to like. Oh, dude, like, I, I, look at this dope jacket that has, like, just the, all these different colors spray-painted on, blah, 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 blah. Like, that's, like, I love stuff like that. You know, that, that kind of creativity stuff, like, super inspires me. Okay. You know, so that's, um, yeah, and, and it's funny because, like, for me, not even just artists. Like, for me, I'll have to, like, I think I, I, I'll drive sometimes to L.A. and I'll just, like, walk around and listen to music and just, like, just look at things. Yeah, yeah that, that just inspires yeah. me for some reason. Like, I'll. Ali's inspirational, man. Yeah, it is. It is. It really is. Uh, I, when I live there, that's a whole another podcast. <laughs> Heck no. So, but I, I'm, I'm good with just visiting there on the weekends. And literally, sometimes I'll go to like Century City Mall. I'll go, I'll walk around the art district and I'll okay. just listen to music and I'll just walk around, just look at things. And, and for me, that honestly really like creates my mind. I don't know what it does to me. It like driving and going to places and listening to music super therapeutic to me. Like, yeah. it's. It like it kind of like detoxes my mind. It like and it helps. Honestly, it helps with the creative process. I remember sometimes I would like sit in my room for like an hour, hour and a half, and come up with nothing. You know, I'm like and I'm like ah, oh, I get so frustrated. I remember uh, John Mark, who's like one of my favorite writers. He like literally was just like, dude, sometimes I later have, have to just drop it and just walk away and just go do something else. You yeah, know? like get your mind off of it. And I'm like. And then the like the like the stubbornness in me wouldn't do it. I would like step away for like ten minutes, and then try to go back at it, and like it's nothing, like yeah. nothing. And so I remember, I remember one time clearly, man. I, I like got like a song, and where like I like literally stepped away. So you know, I went for a drive. A drive led to here, led to there, and I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm like in freaking, I'm almost close to Malibu. I, you know, I'm not even like it's almost like an hour away from me. Yeah. And then I'm like <laughs> driving, but then I'm like. Oh, dude! I just got this song of mine. So I literally pulled over. I'm like singing this melody on my video, and it's and then like I got home, finished the song. It's yeah. Weird. It's just weird. It's weird how the process goes. Um, but I'll probably say that's that's it's another inspiration I usually do for the creative process for me. Would you classify it as like worship, like a worship song? Would you say it's a song that I'm worshiping God in? Like, how would you classify it? It is. I would probably say it is a corporate worship song, which. Um, hopefully I'll be able to release a version kind of like where it's kind of corporately. Okay. But I, but at, at, I told myself the first song I want to release, I want to release it on my creativity terms, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like I want to like be able to kind of show people like that, like, Hey, like I can write, I can, you know, I we're okay. able to do different things. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, that's the goal is, uh, is mainly the songs, at least right now that I'm writing 
is like I do want them to be corporate. I do want people to sing them in church, you know, and, and, and like that's, you know, and that's the end game is I've always had a passion of seeing people like just encounter God, you know, yeah. and like and I've always like I've always been drawn to write corporate songs. Yeah. You know, does that mean like I'm not open to not writing non-corporate songs? Uh, no, like I'm open to like just writing anything, um, you know, anything at the moment. But but this song, You Are Close, is definitely like can be seen corporately okay. um, in a church. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully soon we'll be able to release a version where it's kind of corporately, you know. And But I just didn't want it to be... Uh, the first release because you know at the end of the day everyone everyone's releasing songs I got you know and so it's like I kind of wanted to uh, be more creative with this and then kind of like once I kind of got my foot in the door it's like all right I can I can get away with like writing corporate or like you know, recording and, and doing kind of like corporate songs because it's funny because a lot of Christian artists I listen to they have like their kind of solo album first yeah and then like once they kind of like are able to like go to churches or do things with corporate churches they come out with the corporate worship songs that are like live and you know because that i would love to do that i'd love to write like a live album or do like a live like worship setting where like um because i enjoy that i love the live atmosphere that's like yeah. always been like my thing um so eventually yeah that's the, that's that's the end game i feel like is to write um, is to be super passionate about, about corporate worship songs. Like you can never get enough of that in church. Yeah, you know, that's, yeah, that's super, uh, anything that just, I told myself, I want to write anything that just like people can just relate to and like encounter God and somehow find some sort of hope in it. Um, so I felt like you were close. was like, I think I actually wrote it when I, the first, I, uh, I, when I first wrote it, it was like a really low point in my life. I was dealing with like hard depression. I had to seek counseling and stuff and anxiety. And so I kind of wrote it off of there. Talk then, a little bit about that, though, because, like, I think that's one of the things that a lot of times in churches, it's not acknowledged. And like, you know what I mean? Like, depression is kind of just like, well, just pray about it, bro. <laughs> you know, like, it, so tell me about that time. Like, when you say hard depression, that, you know, it could mean a bunch of different things. But, like, give me give me some give me some understanding into that. Like, yeah. So I think um, and here's the thing, I, 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 you know, I want to be like pretty honest. Like, I think. You know, people struggle with depression. Like, it's almost like counseling and um, some sort of counseling is kind of not frowned upon, but it's not like, again, I'm God can do all things. God is uh, he's powerful. He's right. a God of miracles. He can do anything. But you know what? Counseling is not wrong. Mm -hmm.